This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Hey, I don't know if you know this, Nick. Yes? We have a new sponsor for this podcast. Do tell. I've been waiting for you to rope them in. Finally. Finally. Months of negotiation. Finally. They were a hard one to get on the line. It was. Yeah, told, do tell. I told that fish. Nice. This podcast is sponsored by Alfie and Mr. Bubbles. Updated every Monday and Wednesday. Go to alfieandmrbubbles.com for your awesome comic book fix. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Now, it wasn't that hard. All we had to do no? was, uh, you know, sit down and have a, a portobello mushroom sandwich with uh, Mr. Bill Bomer. Oh, you know, he, he fell right in line. She knows a good thing when he hears it. This is true. Our negotiation tactics are legendary. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is true. Yeah, we're just little tugboats and. Bill Bomer's a dream boat. He is a dream boat. Absolutely. He's totally a dream boat. I'm, I'm assuming tonight we're talking about C2E2. Is that what we're doing? Am I, am I guessing correctly? Uh, well, you know the topics that I threw out to you, but I think the one that's most relevant is C2E2. Mm. We, can, we, can do every, we can do it all, Nick. No, we can't, because you, you only have 50 minutes. <laughs> so let's let's talk C two E two. Sure, let's talk C two E two. Yes, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm still not recuperated. The end. All right. Oh no, that's, that's a podcast. It? See you next time. <laughs> All right, Legionnaires. Talk to you later. <laughs> no, it was great. You and I finally got to meet face to face. We uh, we locked eyes. We we shared an embrace. Um, uh, a, a little too long of a one. We we touched index fingers and sparks flew. Absolutely. Yeah, this all happened. This this is fact. Yep. I think there's video somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, probably on a VHS tape. That's my assumption. Absolutely. That's my assumption. But uh, you you've been before. How'd you uh, how'd you enjoy this year's show? Um, you know, I'm gonna go under the Daryl Taylor school of thought. Oh boy. Here comes. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and I, these are just words of wisdom, um, that whenever he gets together with his boys at cons, he doesn't even remember the con, the (laughs) comic books and everything just sort of fall apart. And he just is counting down the hours to get to the bar to, to talk. Mm hmm. And I certainly felt that way when I saw Dewan, Ronnie, you. It was very, it was a very easy conversation. And needless to say, you know, I'm the I'm the elder of the entire group. But I would have to say, all of us are sort of in the same boat. How do you make new friends once you're pretty well out of college and married? Mm-hmm. Because you're not, at least for me, I'm not making work friends. Work work friends or work, you know, I've probably, to be honest with you, I'll take that back. I have made maybe every place I go to, I might make one, two actual friends Mm -hmm. at my job. Mm -hmm. 
And like my previous job, I was there 10 years and I would consider two, maybe three people actual friends. Right. That they're solid. I would be there for them in a drop of a hat. So to actually like talk to you all on social is one thing. Talking to you on a podcast is one thing. But it was very odd that it just felt very comfortable and natural. And I certainly did not edit myself. And all of my little tweaks and nervous behaviors sort of came out as mm-hmm. you as you well saw when I rounded the corner and I saw Mike Perkins sitting there. Like, there's just weird things that I do. Right. And I didn't feel like I had to put up this weird facade. So I I am in the Daryl Taylor school of when can we get to the restaurant? When can we get to the bar? How When is this day over with so we can go do something fun? Mm-hmm. Not that the con wasn't fun. Sure. But just in regards to, to meeting you all, that those are my two sons for sure. Yeah, I agree. It was good. It was uh, it was very good. I didn't feel like uh, there were any awkward moments, to be honest. And it's the first time that we all had met. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, we talk online and on the podcast all the time. But uh, no, I agree. It, it, it is a little bit different. Uh, but it was nice. You know, like there was no awkwardness between anybody, which was good. I yeah I didn't I didn't see see that or feel that myself yeah. so yep, yeah it was it was it was good but as as a overall view oh and I do have one bone to pick with you uh, regarding somebody but oh, we'll get around to that oh boy but C two E two overall as an experience uh-huh. I like I loved it that you guys were there but that con if. I want to find out numbers and like the amount of space square footage Mm -hmm. and compare that to like New York con. Cause all I hear, I don't even like San Diego. I hear is a cluster F, but you sort of expect it, but I always hear, Oh my God, New York, it's asses to elbows. Mm -hmm. And I would love to know, cause to be honest with you, and I told you this like 10 times and I'm sure you were ready to slap me towards the end of the weekend. It felt like, they sold 30% too many tickets. And I was talking to my buddy, uh, Craig, who also texts, I mean, that he also responds to you on social. Yeah, Gunderson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he even wrote to me, and I don't think he included you, but he, I threw out the 30% to him, and he goes, I was asking that myself the entire weekend. Do they ever say this con is sold out. We cannot sell any more tickets because <laughs> it just felt like asses to elbows. Uh-huh. And especially Sunday, like Sunday, I was pretty worn down and we still had a pretty full day ahead of us. And towards the end, when I was walking around with Bill and you already left, mm-hmm. I got just an immense claustrophobia. I was, I was a mess. I was sweating up a storm Finally, I just told Bill, I'm like, I'm sorry, but I I have to get out of here. (laughs) And then my buddy Boone texted me, and he was like, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And, you know, dude, the last thing I'm doing at a con is checking Twitter. Sure, right. But I just happened to catch, like, I opened up my phone, and then all of a sudden I got a notification as soon as I turned off my phone. 
So then it was in front of me like, oh, shoot, what's he saying on Twitter? So I went and found and I and I just I, I told him, like, I'm having a panic attack. I feel really claustrophobic. <laughs> I got to get out of here. And he's like, well, where are you? I, I, I got to see you before you leave. Because I, I used to work with him at Best Buy, and we used to talk movies and video games and now comics. Gotcha. And we haven't seen each other, God, it, probably 10 years. Wow. And even when I was unemployed, he was like, dude, come out with me. Uh, there's a local wrestling uh, group that's performing at such and such high school. He's like, the ticket's paid for. I'll pick you up. Like, it's all on me, but I'm sure you're this way. Like, put in that position, like, we have no money. And here you are, like, it's a great offer, but, and I even told him, I'm like, I would feel obligated to, the guilt would get to me so much that I would have to buy you food or buy you Mm. a beer or, and at that point, like, we had no money to spare. So... As soon as I saw him, I waited for him. But as soon as I saw him, it was great. We, you know, I forgot all about the panic attack and claustrophobia. It just sort of went by the wayside. Sure. I was so excited to see him. And we talked for a good 20 minutes. But the first question he said, he's like, where's Martin? I'm dying to be introduced to him. <laughs> and I'm like, buddy, he left about a half hour ago. He's like, really? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were, uh, there were a few people that I missed on uh, seeing so it happens, I guess, especially at a big con yeah. like that. Yeah, it was weird. Even my buddy Craig, I mean, Gunder said Gunderstorm mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. Twitter. He even wrote to me that Friday while I was working. And he, and I don't know when you posted it, but he just random text to me and he said, so what type of frames are you going to go with? Are you going to go with the cheap ones or are you going to go with the expensive ones? And I instantly wrote back to him, and I'm like, you actually do listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. But I thought, I thought overall, and I mean, you can correct me. I mean, feel free, because you've been to a lot more different cons than I have. Mm-hmm. Um. But I would say the one thing, and this is, I would say this about most Chicago events, you never, and I think it's probably a city zoning law, because, you know, Chicago, you always have to pay off the right people. Sure, sure. The one thing that this con was missing, and I would say the only thing that this con was really, really missing was just to have, like, go outside and right there are six food trucks. Like, if they just spread out the amount of people that way, Mm -hmm. it would make the con a lot better, as well as showing off, like, six awesome different type of food that Chicago has to offer. Yeah, that seemed weird, especially being in Chicago. Yep, but they do that all the time. Like, I guarantee you, the people that have places that are inside the con, and there was food, but it was pretty much your regular type food mm-hmm. but everything had a line i guarantee you though like the food truck whatever it is the food truck alliance of chicago mm-hmm. i guarantee you they didn't grease the palms of mccormick place to get those there because <laughs> you never ever see it happen really and and i hear from other cons that stuff like that happens all the time 
Interesting. But that's the only thing that I'm always like, man, you want to show off the city? Like, have people go out and have food trucks there. Yeah. Because the area is nice looking. I mean, you go to the right little spot and you can see the lake. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but I would say that's the only, I mean, thank God the air conditioning was working. I didn't think that was too bad. No, it felt pretty good in there. It felt pretty good in yeah, there. Yeah, for as big as it is. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, actually, I read an article. Um, I don't know what website. It might have been Newsarama. They were talking about it being extra crowded this year also. Oh, thank God it's not just me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because to be honest with you, I was really getting worried that uh, is my claustrophobia getting worse? It was to that point. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, is it B? Is it just me getting old? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. But what uh, did you think? No, I uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I did pretty much what I do at every con, except I didn't go into any boxes. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, I looked at some trades. Don't get me wrong. I did look at a couple vendors through their trades. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you and I talked about this. There weren't any deals. Well, one of my buddy, well, Boone, mm-hmm. he he told he showed me his deals i'm like did you buy anything i'm like because i couldn't find anything and he pulled out of his bag like this huge bag pulled out of his bag star wars omnibus two and three Mm -hmm. and he got each of those for like i think it was 32 dollars each yeah that's not bad that i think that's better than in stock trades they were hardcover sure 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 yeah but and I even told him I'm like, but that's the unicorn, dude. Yeah. I'm like I didn't I didn't see any great deals. Well, I mean, even on Sunday Markdown Sunday, you'd expect deals. I I didn't see any. Absolutely. And you know I, I've told you before when I go to local cons, there's always somebody selling like five dollar trades. Okay. Absolutely. And granted, they're not. There's not. It's nothing new, right? Like you might get yeah. like old image stuff, um, like publishers that aren't around anymore. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, I just want to go and find cheap trades to have something to read that I'm not reading now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm good with whatever it is. And, I mean, there's some gems in there sometimes, but it's five bucks a trade, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I was looking for. I mean, the best deals I found at C2E2 were the, there was a half-price uh, trade booth. Um, it was a Torpedo Comics, I think it was. But, I mean, even at half-price... Like, the stuff that I wanted to pick up was old. I mean, I can pick up old trades on Amazon for next to nothing. You know, you know what I think the issue is? We now have Amazon Prime, and we yeah. now have in-stock trades. Yeah, you might be right. Well, no, because, like I mean, I've done, I've, I always buy trades when I go to cons. No, I'm just saying on in-stock trades, you wait for a sale, and oh, you'll right. get an IDW 55% off. Sure. So those, like, buy one trade, get one free, that ain't that big of a deal anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I hear you with the 5 or the $8 trades, yes. that was a. It's a great jumping on point. Yeah, I'm totally down for that. Whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. But, like, so I was looking through that booth. I mean, so you were asking about Wildstorm stuff. I found some Wildstorm trades. But, I mean, those at half off, they were still going to be, like, $9, $10. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're like four bucks at Amazon, dude. You know, I know. And I yep. get, I, I get, they have to make money. Totally get that. That's fine. But uh, I mean, it shouldn't just be a blanket half off. 
you know maybe like half of the new stuff or newer stuff you know like say two three years old I don't know know. and even I think it was I'm pretty sure you were there I think it was Dewan that was like I wonder if they have quarter bins nope yep no quarter bins and I yeah I just looked back at them I'm like they have dollar bins and even those were very few and, and they were garbage. Yeah. They were the quarter comics that were a dollar. Right, 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 right. Yeah. There were a lot of $2 ones, though, that had some mm-hmm. okay stuff. Yeah, sure. But, uh, yeah, that's why I didn't do much box diving. Um, I did pick up some trades, like, uh, from indie people. Um, nice. I can't, I can't remember, like, all of them. Uh, I did get a few. I got, uh, I think it's called Silver. It's huh. a it's a black and white comic. Can't remember the publisher, but it's it's like a vampire story, but it's not like your typical vampire story. I don't know. Vampire or werewolf? It, no, it's it's vamp. Well, no, I think there's vampires and werewolves, but I think mainly okay. it's vampires. Um, it's called Silver. Silver. Silver makes sense for werewolves. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was werewolves. I can't remember. Yeah, well, I was talking to the yeah. guy. Look, I flipped through it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is cool. I'll buy it." Um. Was that on Friday? That's Friday, yeah. 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 That that was my I think that was my mistake. I should have done Friday, Saturday instead of Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, Friday was good cuz Friday you yeah. can walk around. Like there were it was still a lot of people there. But you actually had time to talk to people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, vendors and creators. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday there were just so many people that for a lot of folks it was hard to talk to them. Because their booth was kind of busy, or they were, you know, always in the lookout or running around, whatever it is. Agreed. Um, but so I got that. I got Salvagers from Source Point Press. Hmm. Um, and the only reason I stopped by there is because Ross had sent Ronnie a message about picking up Day 165, which I guess is their new book. Oh. Um, and I don't know where Ross heard it from, but. We went there to find it, and I saw Salvagers, and I told the guy, I was like, this sounds familiar, and he started telling me about it, and I told, I told you the story. I was like, oh, my God, I reviewed this comic like two years ago, like the first issue, and he, he, was, he was, actually, he was my favorite person to talk to the whole weekend, vendor-wise, at least. Um, nice. Because, I mean, we talked for like, I don't know, 10 minutes, maybe, and... Uh, He's like, oh, you're the guy that was uh, saying how bad my transitions were. And I was like, no, that wasn't me. I was like, I think I remember that. And uh, yeah, yeah. But he was cool. So I bought that. Um, I bought Motor Girl from Terry Moore, which Terry Moore was cool. He was. And not that crowded around him. No, not at all. Not at all. He was there with his wife. Um, Apparently, he sold out of everything by Sunday. Wow. Oh, can we get into that? Sure. Unless you want to, I mean, no, I no, want to no. hear all, all your books. Yeah, let's get into that. Okay, pro tip. Dum Dum Nick. No, not just you, because I did it too. Okay, well, I went, like I said, Saturday, Sunday. I did the perusal on Saturday, what do I want to get tomorrow? I don't really want to lug shit around because I, I don't want to have the backache and all that BS. I'll just pick everything up Sunday. Mm-hmm. 
And it was a bird in the hand, my friend. Because mm-hmm. the what? What was what was the aftershock book? The C two E two cover. World Reader. World Reader. Good God! It was such a beautiful cover. And Dewan shows it to me Saturday when you were interviewing Joe, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "I'll pick that up Sunday." <laughs> And then we go to the Aftershock panel. First thing, the door isn't even open 20 minutes. And Joe walks by, sees you, starts talking to you and said, oh, yeah, we just sold out. We yeah. only had eight left. And I was like, damn it, I could have bought that. Well, I think it's because we said something about it. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, you you can't get that. It's sold out. Yeah, I think I might have even said that's a beautiful cover. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know what? We looked we looked them up on eBay. They were going for like thirty five to fifty bucks. Well, if Joe remembers that he said he might be able to get us some and send them over, uh, let me know how much I owe you. He did say that because I think he said he was going to CGC some, right? Uh, yes. yes, and he said not all of them will be nine point eights. Yes, so. Yep, yep, yep. If he remembers that, fantastic. Am I going to reach out to him? I don't know him well enough to do that. But would I love to have that cover? Absolutely. But I'm not going to spend 30 bucks on it. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I'll hit him up before I go to Heroes. Um, cool. I think that's the next con that I'm going to. And um, that one is in Charleston? It's in um, Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and you've been to that one before. Yeah, I went last year. Uh, I'm going to do it just the one day because I go with the girls. How far away are you from that? Charlotte, it's only a couple hours. Okay. Because that's one... Because that's like inside the city. Like everything's walkable. Um, yes. Okay. I think if I'm going to do an out-of-state one, I think I would go to that one. Yeah. yeah Down yeah. the road. Not this year, but you know, maybe next year. Yep, it's walkable. Uh, I'm going to go... Okay. That's that's when I met uh, Chris and Daryl and Mike last year. Oh, nice. Um, and Bill and I were trying to figure it out. He's like, I think we met at Heroes. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't remember. I was like, if we did, it had to be just in passing because I really don't remember. Wow. Um, and it was funny, too, the, <laughs> the way that I met Bill at C2E2. Um, so for anyone that's been to this place, there's like a little... I, I guess it's a corridor. Because um, there's a, a MARTA station there, a train station. And so there's a yep. there's a corridor outside the building um, where all the smokers hang out. And mm-hmm. it leads into the MARTA station. And so I got there on Sunday. And I knew that Ronnie and Dewan weren't there because, you know, they had to wait for their valet service. They were, um, they were having sweet omelets. Yes, that, so they say. Yeah. Just a tip, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I was like, ah, I have to wait for everybody. So I'm going to go out uh, and go smoke. So I go smoke. I'm on the phone. And I was right by the door. So the door opens up. And this guy walks out. And he's like, Martin? And I was like, "Wow, yes. And he's like, I'm, it's Bill. I was like, oh, my God, Bill. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and let me guess, the golden rays of sunshine was hitting the back of his head, <laughs> That's and he right. looked just like the statue of Jesus. He looked like the statue of Jesus. It was like, yeah. uh, I don't know, who's who's a very handsome, dark-haired man? 
whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, and it was it was funny too. The only reason he rec- he said I, wa- I was walking by and I saw the Valiant shirt and I looked up and I recognized the hair and I was like, it's got to be Martin. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Yeah, it was funny. Then I, I told you I was waiting for you where everyone was queuing up. And you go, okay, I'm coming from the lounge, and I have Bill with me. And I'm like, what? How did that happen? <laughs> I know. It's totally random. Totally random. So funny. But uh, I don't even know what I was talking about before that. <laughs> oh, we were just talking oh, about heroes, the heroes, in my yeah, hand. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think Heroes is the third week of June. Wow. Um, so that should be fun. That should be fun. Wow. Absolutely. I th- and I think after that I'm conned out, dude. Yeah? Probably. I don't know yet. I thought you always go to a fall one, don't you? Yeah, NC Comic With the girls? Yeah, NC is in the fall. Yeah, there you go. Um, but the they thing need is, to that, do that. That's they need in to Raleigh. Spread though. them out like that more. I know, I know. But see, that's in Raleigh, so it's like four hours, I think, five Ooh. hours. And yes, Ooh, I just five. drove twelve hours to Chicago. But yeah, the difference what? is when I go to Raleigh, I'm with the girls. True. So true that. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if I go to that one or not. Because um, I mean, C two E two just wore me out, dude. Uh, I thought by Sunday you looked like you were ready to take a nap the entire day. Yes. And then to be like, and now I get to get into my car and drive six hours and work the next day. No, 12 like, hours. 12, sorry. 12 Oof. hours. Yeah, I got... Yeah, Ron, Ronnie had five. Yeah, Ronnie yeah, had that's five. That's where I was. Yeah. So on, I, I drove through a large chunk of the night, and I was like, I've got to take a nap. So I stopped... And I overslept. Ooh. I mean, like, not that bad. I was only, like, I think two or three. I had, like, three hours from home when I stopped. Um, but I wanted to be home earlier. Because my, right. my sure. original plan was to leave Sunday at, like, one or two. So mm-hmm. I could be home at, like, one or two in the morning. But then sure. we ended, I ended up leaving, like, what, close to four, probably. Three thirty or four, because we went to eat. Um, did you feel did you feel guilted into that? No, not at all. Okay, because I when I sent you that text, and then afterwards you're like, "Yeah, I was thinking about leaving, but let's go grab food," and I'm like, "Oh man, I hope I didn't guilt him into like you gotta get something to eat." No, well, I mean, my thought was like, "Yeah, I want to go home," but at the same time, like, you know, we we were all hanging out for the weekend. I was like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'll just stay a little bit longer. We'll hang out." I appreciate it. Yeah, but but anyway, so I ended up. But doesn't that doesn't that kill you that you were three hours away from home? Yeah, and yet you're and uh, at least you're smart enough to be like, you know what, I need to have some shut eye right now. Well, the thing was, so the thing was, I knew where I was at, and I was getting close to the mountains. And when I get to the mountains, it's like up and down, up and down, and like zigzagging. Um, it's it's just two lane roads. And mm-hmm. because you're on the mountain, they want you to go slow, so all the roads zigzag. I was like, I don't want to be falling asleep as I'm going through the mountains. Or, like, have yeah, to pull s- over when I'm in the mountains, right? Because there's no rest stop in the mountains. Yeah, you I, sort I of have to pay attention. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just stop here, I'll take a nap, and we'll go. Oof. Um, and I think I got home... What time did I get home? I want to say, like, 9 or 10 in the morning. Eh, I think 9 in the morning. Wow. 8? Eight or nine? So, yeah, eight or nine in the morning. 
Um, so I got home, unpacked my stuff, took a shower, uh, got dressed, and went to work. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I was at oh. work till I think, 10 o'clock that night. Um, yesterday, I was at work all day. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Then I worked today, but today I think Perfect. I left at like four today. No, oh, okay. Yeah. Good, good. It's tough. It's tough. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. Boy, one one mistake that I did, not going through all of Artist Alley the first day. You know what's funny? So I went through. All right, I went through the whole thing the first day, except mm-hmm. the second day when I started going through it, I realized that I missed two aisles. Ooh. And how that happened, I don't know. I think maybe because not everyone was set up on that first day. And so uh, they looked like maybe they were empty. And I just didn't bother. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But I think I walked Artist Alley like three or four times. And every time I would see somebody new that I hadn't seen the time before. Um, or just completely miss somebody that I thought was going to be there. Which two aisles did you not go down? I was mean, it like... Like the middle ones? No, the, the ones all the way at the end would be my assumption. But like the top ones. Uh, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. Hello. Hello. There you are. You you were fading in and out. <laughs> well, really? Because you were fading in and out. Oh, like the like that type of. Well, your your voice became digitized. No, you were starting to get super choppy. Oh wow! Yeah, Bizarro. Bizarro. What was that show? C Lab Twenty Twenty. You remember C Lab Twenty Twenty? Absolutely. Bizarro. Bizarro. Yes. They had a little uh, duck boy. Duck Wasn't that boy. right around the time of like Venture Brothers too? Yes. Well, no, no, no. C Lab was before that, I think. Okay. All right. I always lump them both together, which, boy, oh, boy, those were good. Yeah, C-Lab, well, I think C-Lab 2021 was out, like, right before or right, I think, yeah, 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 Venture Brothers came right after C-Lab 2021. There you go. That's Maybe what, yeah, that's where I'm. Yeah, yeah. That's when they had relaunched it, because it used to be C-Lab 2020. Yep. And then they renamed it 2021. Oh, God, I love that show. I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah, same here. Fuck so good but no i i completely missed the first third i don't know how you would call it it's like the the first like the four rows that are like we're at the top of artist alley Mm. i didn't go to those till sunday yeah and i was trying to figure out what to get and then all of a sudden i went down the last row that was over by like where the stanley autographs were Mm mm-hmm and then all of a sudden, there's Carrie Nord. What? Really? And then there's Matteo Scalera. And I was dying. To, there was a black and white Batman that he did. Mm-hmm. And then there was an Uncanny X-Force that he did. Really? And I was dying to get Was both he next to Carrie Nord? Uh, yes. See, right I missed him. him. I saw Carrie Nord's booth. Yep, right next to him. Uh, but the problem, he wasn't there. Really? So, I mean, this would be another question that I would have to you. I could buy one because I think the the rep, because like as soon as I wanted something from Kerry Nord, the rep came in and he was like, 
Uh, for an extra $5, do you want a protective case to put those prints in? Hmm. And I was like, uh, no. So obviously <laughs> he was repping for them. Sure. And I'm like, I could buy these Matteo, I think it's Matteo Scalera, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that how you pronounce his name? Yep. Um, and I was dying for those. As, as you well know, I want to decorate the spare bedroom. Mm-hmm. But do you buy those prints with him not there and then you don't get his signature? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So then I was like waiting around, waiting around, and then that's when my panic attack started. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take Harry Nord and I have Mike Perkins' prints call it a day. Tap, tap, tap. I'm out. Oh, you did get Perkins? Yes. What'd you get from him? The Iron Fist. Oh, the, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Invaders one. Mm-hmm. And the Cap and Bucky. Mm. Yeah. I just love his Captain America. His Dude. Captain America Winter Soldier. And on the like Invaders one, it was Captain America Winter Soldier and Union Jack. Yeah, yeah. I saw that one. And I like all three of those characters that, when he draws them. Dude, I, so. I really wanted to get... Uh, like, if I had two grand in my pocket that wasn't doing anything, like, you know, feeding oh. my family... Um, yeah. the the original art for that Iron Fist was there. Oh my gosh! Yes, it was fucking awesome, dude. I hate to say it, I wouldn't even need that much. Because if I had money burning a hole in my pocket, I would have went over to Phil Hester's table and bought that unpublished American Monster for three hundred dollars. It was a steal, dude, and it was beautiful oh, cover. That was the steal of the show. Dude, his whole book was a steal. A- absolutely. Yeah. To to think you could get those sh- sh- uh, shipwreck covers for what? One, 100, 150? Um, I th- yeah, I think the shipwreck cover was 150. One no, no, no. Not the covers. The interior. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, as low as 100 bucks. Yeah. But that American Monsters, to think that it... And that's why I was telling Dewan, I was like, it's unpublished cover. Mm-hmm. And look how beautiful that is for three hundred bucks. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did send him a message to see if he still has the original art for the shipwreck cover. Ooh. Um, because I wouldn't mind that. And? I don't know yet. I haven't heard yet. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I didn't know that was a recent thing. Yeah, I haven't heard yet. No, I sent him a message this morning. So. Okay. Um. Good. Good. But yeah, I mean, if he doesn't, then I might see if he's going to be at Heroes um, and pick up some of those pages. Because I, I really wanted to get him, you know. But, yeah. But, you know, I got, I got to run it by, 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 by the accountant. I can't just buy stuff. Same here. You know, like there's a limit. Uh, I And I hate to say it, how is that American Monster cover going to be at the next con you're going to be at? Sure. Like anybody's anybody who sees that that's at all into him will be like a cover for three hundred dollars like this isn't a starving artist who's only done like two short story panels (laughs) in like you know a dark horse presents Mm -hmm. this is freaking phil hester yeah no kidding yeah no kidding oh oh my gosh Mm -hmm. he had some uh he had some batman beyond pages in there too I know, so exciting. Yeah, but there wasn't a lot of Batman Beyond in them. I'm assuming all the good ones are gone. Yeah, but you could still get uh, Terry. Yeah, I sh- yeah, in some I of know, them. I know, I know. 
But come on. I mean, they were cheap, especially for a main Batman character. Yep. Those pages were cheap. Yep. He was giving stuff away. Yep. But did you notice at the panel, the entire, I mean, it wasn't like he zoned out during the panel at all. He was very engaged. But he was working. And I guarantee you, if somebody just listened to the audio, they wouldn't even know that this happened. But the entire time, his nose was in his sketchbook Mm -hmm. working. Yep. And then he would, every once in a while, he'd look up and, like, add to the conversation or say something witty and then right back into it. (laughs) It was like, dang! Mm -hmm. That's how that guy, like, he could draw and write, like, umpteen books a month. That's That's how he does it. I mean, he's been in the industry for, what, like, 30 years almost? Yeah, absolutely. So, totally get that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, that was super awesome. Um, That panel was really good, by the way. Um, it was so good. I want to I want to talk a little bit about that. If you're listening to this and you want to hear that, it's in the uh, AfterShock Central feed. I think it's episode 21. Um, I think it was it, quite possibly one of my favorite panels that I've ever listened to. Um, and the reason it, for that is not so much the content, right? Because they they didn't announce anything new, obviously. But just the the way that the personalities of everyone came out mm-hmm. and how genuine they all were and how, like, friendly they all were with each other. And the passion. And, 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 you, know what, and you know what else? And not at all fake. Right. right? Absolutely. Because you do go to some panels where, like, everyone, obviously, you can tell they're all friends. They all really like each other. They hang out with each other. Um, but they're partially at this panel to promote something and so there's there's some of that marketing speak that comes out sometimes well i mean to be honest with you how many panels on that point how many panels do you go to where they and i'm not going to call anyone out where they are talking and it's usually you know uh, a non-creative person that's running the the panel mm-hmm and then all of a sudden they're like, let's welcome to the stage at the writer of X. Yeah, right. Clap, clap, clap. That person comes on. Eight minutes later, that person leaves. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And this, like, they could have done that with Philip Hester. He could have just went up there and, like, talked for ten minutes and, whoosh, all right, back to his table. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they were there and they were happy to answer any questions and they stayed around to talk to people right yeah like wow if you're not supporting aftershock i don't understand i i just don't like this is this is why people got into indie comics in Mm -hmm. the first place like to support like passionate people who want the things they want to write and draw they're not being limited by an editorial staff or management. Right. They're being limited by their own imagination. Yep. Yeah. So yep. good. So good. So happy to go to that one. Yeah, that was that was a good one. Um, <laughs> and then, what do they do what? at the end? What the with the you know uh, bring this sticker to the, to our booth and get some swag. Oh sure sure sure. I mean uh, yeah. I mean Valley does that too. They do, but how many people don't is my point. Yeah, I wonder about that. I wonder about that. I'm glad they had those uh, normal stickers. I don't know where I'm going to put mine, um, but I see them on on Twitter all the time, like when they're advertising that book. 
They just mm-hmm. have like random pictures of the uh, normals posters just like on the street. Um, yeah. You, you remember like back in the day, like when you were in a, I don't know if you were in a band or not, I was. Uh, but you would just like go around and put flyers in random places and put your stickers on crap. Oh, yeah. Just like in the hope that somebody would see it. Like that, that's, yep. that's the kind of marketing they're doing on that. Every uh, lamp post, you just slap yeah, it on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, anyways. Um, I, I got to say, though, I, I learned a little bit more about what that book was about at that panel. Oh, for sure. Because from, from everything that I had seen uh, in the solicits and the announcements and stuff, I, I didn't get at all that that's what the book was about. Yeah, those need to be rewritten. Yeah, I agree. Whoever the marketing team is for Aftershock, they need to listen to Adam Glass, right? Yeah, Adam Glass, the normals. Yeah, they need to listen to his two-minute elevator speech and rewrite the marketing bits. Yep. Because that was so compelling. Yep. And, And it is one of those things when you hear that elevator speech that he gave, and it certainly wasn't like, I have said this a hundred times. Let me give this to you. Mm-hmm. It was just a very clear, concise concept of his book. Yep. And when I was listening to it, didn't you feel like if this is an option for a television series or a movie, I would be shocked. Yeah, yeah. I'd it just seems like that. some great sci-fi. And hey, if it gets optioned, that's even better for everyone involved. Yep. Like, that's exciting. Except that I will say the one thing that, that sort of threw me uh, about that panel mm-hmm. in not a good way Uh-oh. was the, and I love the pitch for it. It got me really excited that what if the, what was it, the European plague? Yes. Are you talking about um, pestilence? Yes. Yeah. And what did they say? Like something like, what if the European plague wasn't because of pestilence? It was because of a zombie outbreak. Yeah. What if it wasn't what you thought it was in history books? In the history books, yeah. What if it was a zombie plague? And you know me, I have no interest in zombie books. That book I really want to read. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my god, that's brilliant. But in the slide, Mm -hmm. this is the part that I was like. Because then I did a little research on this. Yeah. And I was like, why is there just the writer's name and then Tim Bradstreet? Because that tells me that Tim Bradstreet is the artist for that comic. Right. And he is the artist for the covers, Mm -hmm. which totally makes sense. He does fantastic covers. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But still, like, where's the artist's name? Even though I don't know the artist, who cares? Like, you shouldn't just slap those two names. Or it should be covers by Tim Bradstreet. That Mm. was the only part that I I got really excited. And then when I read more into it, I was like, huh, covers by Tim Bradstreet. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So that deflated the balloon a little bit. But still, the concept of it? Oh, mama mia. <laughs> Holy mackerel. It was the first time that I've, in a long time, that I've actually been like, you know what, I don't know if I can wait for sales. Oh, wow. On Comixology, I might have to pull the trigger and either subscribe or just get the digital copy. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I sort of want to support him. It's very exciting. Yeah, that one looked cool. Um, that Cullen Bun book it sounds really interesting. What was yeah. it called? Unholy... Crap. Now I can't remember. Unholy something. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let me let me look it up real quick. Yeah, go to the Google machine. I'm going to go to the... I don't use Google, bro. Unholy oh. Grail. Hmm. Oh, look at you. I use hmm. DuckDuckGo. Don't you know this? DuckDuckGo? Yeah, DuckDuckGo. Interesting. Yeah, Unholy Grail is what it's called. Um, hmm. And it's... Uh, what if King Arthur and Merlin were evil? I mean, come on. Yeah, that's going to be so badass. (laughs) I mean, I think both of us sort of dip our toes into, like, alt history and alt, like, and you put a sci-fi spin on stuff? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, DC's Demon Knights, I loved it when they they went back in time. That was so (laughs) great. Demon Knights is awesome, dude. It was. Demon it was awesome. so underrated. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Get me some demon knights. And of course, the uh, the A cover for this is uh, Francesco Francavilla. <sighs> Mama mia. Mm-hmm. Is it, wait, no, it's not the A cover. It's the uh, the the B cover. The A cover is just um, Mirko Kolak, which the the name sounds familiar, but I don't know from where, and I didn't even look him up. I his name really sounds familiar. Let's look at it. Folk okay, show. He, he did Punisher. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, it makes total sense. Oh my god! Total sense. God, oh. yeah. I, I was just looking at some uh, black and white uh, preview pages. Yeah. Interior pages. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait. It looks really, really good. Cannot wait. And I hate to say it, if um. Oh, who? What was the Donnie Coates? Kate's uh, baby teeth. Kate's. If number one would have been out, I probably would have bought it. That's how <laughs> freaking hyped I was for that. And you know me, I don't like horror. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the way he described it, and then when he threw in the raccoon, I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so. Uh, it's like so not me. <laughs> oh my god it sounded so good dude Donnie Cates is hilarious mm-hmm. hilarious mm-hmm. Um, but they all had such passion oh totally yeah like I mean I know they were running out of time but I so wanted to ask Adam Glass because he said the one thing about uh, Rough Riders was um, that got him excited was he's a history nerd and it just sort of it, it was great for him to go and like read up and do some research for his characters mm-hmm. and i was dying to ask him what other historical figures does he want to put into rough riders oh yeah because it just like when he when he mentioned he was just like a historical nut i was like it totally shows <laughs> like it the, talk about an exciting book yep agreed rough riders is great dude absolutely rough riders is great I gotta say that I'm glad that uh, we got to go because uh, it's uh, it's reignited Ronnie and I to try to find some time, however late it might be, to Uh-oh. record AfterShock Central. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's exciting! Did Ronnie listen to the panel? I don't know if he's heard it yet. I'll find out tonight. Okay. 
Okay. I'll find out tonight. Yeah, I would love to get it. I'd love to get you all's insight with another aftershock. Because there's a lot of books that I haven't read yet. Sure. Sure. I think I guess you could call it Phase Two. I think we're talking uh, Eleanor and the Egret, and we're going to talk about World Reader. Nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And I mean, uh, can can I just call out Joe Pruitt? How awesome us, is Joe Pruitt? Giving us the C two E two exclusive of the Sam Keith book. <laughs> what the hell? Like, dude, I would have taken a black and white ash can of that. You know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he just, and I understand, like, you know, hey, it's your product, whatever. But, like, he doesn't have to do that. Sure. And when I read it this weekend, I will be taking a picture of that, and I will be going onto social media and pimping that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep, I agree. Joe's awesome, dude. Joe is awesome. And for him to be in the business that long, honestly, like, and for him to still have, like, as much passion and, like, fever for her. Mm Mm-hmm. The business really impressive. You know what's funny too. I um, while I was looking through some of those uh, half price trades, mm-hmm. I did find an oversized uh, Kilroy was here trade, which Ooh. Joe wrote. Like this had to be like ninety one, ninety two, like super early. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought it just so I could have Joe sign it. And I nice. totally forgot I had, that I had it in my bag. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So was that I, when your 30-pound bag was starting to feel like it was 75 pounds? Oh, God, it was so heavy. I know, so dude. Heavy. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, I sent him a message, so I'm going to take it up to uh, Heroes and have him sign it. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That should be cool. Absolutely. We also went to the, the Valiant panel. Two Valiant panels. With the two Valiant panels. Mm-hmm. I know you have things to say, Nick. I know, but aren't we hitting the witching hour? Nah, it's fine. I'll, st- right, I'll stay on till, uh, till Ronnie messages me. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Alright. Wh- 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 which, one, which one irked you? Because I, 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 saw, I saw the Nick face. Here's <laughs> What's what happened. That? The, the panel ended... You tapped me on which the show. One? This is how I remembered it. This is, I don't remember oh, which no. one it was. This is how I remember okay. it, though. The panel ends. Everyone's clapping. Mm-hmm. Nick's face turns to mine. Our eyes lock. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. You tap me. Eyes lock. And you say, hmm. You shake your finger at me and say, I got things to say about that. Well, it couldn't have been. I, I'm assuming it was the first Ninjak, one. Right? It couldn't have been Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe because you were behind me. No, you're so right. So how would yeah. I tap you? Yeah, yeah, it had to be the other one. Yeah, it would have to be the other one. Mm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Obviously, but something yeah. irked you. Something irked me with both of them, but Ooh, more with the do first. Hell. Um, I think we discussed this. I any chance that that music could be placeholder music? Oh yeah, the cheesy music. Yeah, and I don't. Maybe it's maybe it's purposely being that, but it, every time and there was so much music in that seven minute clip. But 
every bit of that music took me out of whatever scene I was watching. Mm-hmm. And whoever's playing Ninjak, you people might be slamming uh what's his name? Jason David Frank. Yeah. People might slam him, but comparing those two actors, even just in the fight scenes alone, Jason David Frank can, can pull off a fight scene. Oh yeah. There were there was I can't even believe it was the same director. There was pacing and editing to the bloodshot scene that was not there for the ninjack scene. And the overacting that was going on in the ninjack scene, I was just ooh, <laughs> did that take me right out of Wow, we did that take me right out of it. Yeah. And I know like I understand the first thing, as soon as the lights come up, they said this is all pre production. Like, if you liked what you got, it's only going to get better. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to be tweaking it, sure. is how I took that. Sure. But still, I was like, dude, Martin Scorsese doesn't show pre like, show other pre-production stuff. Don't show this long segment that's supposed to kick off your episode. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's not really going to do that. And the woman was overacting like... Every every word out of her mouth, I thought it was like an Austin Powers movie. <laughs> like, oh, darling. <laughs> it was just like, oh, my God. Roku, come on. Yeah. So so here's the thing. So there, there's a lot that I can forgive. Um, most, most of the footage that we saw I had seen before. Hmm. Um. A good chunk of that Roku Ninjak scene I had not seen. Um, but the thing is, like, I, I don't know what the budget is for this thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm assuming... I mean, they had to have put at least a million bucks in it, right? I... And to be honest with you, I can even forgive, like, her hair not being all that great. Like I can deal with like low budget stuff. I watch low budget movies. I have no problem with that, Mm -hmm. but it's just the fact of, I I guess I'm just pretty passionate about the universe that I want it to be spot on. Sure. And I guess I have to divorce myself from that and just be like, eh, it is what it is. Well, but you you, you need to lower your expectations though, because it's not a feature film. It's not, Look, you know, like a, a Netflix series. That's what I'm saying, right? I, I, ha- it's, it's me. It's on me to do this. Sure. It's not on them to elevate a bar. It's on me to lower my bar. <laughs> Which um, isn't bad. I no, mean, no, that's... yeah, I know, I know, I know. It just, it really depends how you look at it. However, I mean, that's not to say I'm not slightly disappointed. You know, I would have much rather they not even bother with this web series. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, why bother? Just, uh, you know, talk to somebody about doing an actual show. And if you don't have the money for it, like, okay, just make an hour movie. Like, I'm okay with that. You know, you don't think that, like, Hulu is chomping at the bits for original content? Or Amazon? Like, Netflix maybe not so much, right? Because they do a lot of their own stuff. Right. But Amazon and Hulu, like, surely they would do it. I would think so. Right? Sure. I'm, especially Hulu. 
By the way, I, I watched the first two episodes of The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Holy fuck, that's good. Oh, good. Okay, that's great to hear. I started watching the first episode, mm-hmm. and my wife was completely ignoring it. Mm-hmm. And then I made a comment, and she looked up and started look, watching it. Mm-hmm. And she made some kind of comment about it. Put Went back to her phone. Five minutes later, I made another comment. She looked up, and ever since then... She watched the whole thing. She watched the second episode with me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, are we watching the third? I said, no, I have to talk to Nick. Oh. You slow your roll. <laughs> Listen, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I got to talk to Nick. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and then did she say, who, your boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> well, something, something happened in the show, and I explained to her why it happens that way. And then she's like, oh, well, fuck. She's like, that's fucked up. And I said, yes, <laughs> that is fucked nice. up. Anyway, nice. yeah, if you, uh, if, you get a, if you get a chance, you, you need to watch The Handmaid's Tale. It's, it's really, really good. Oh, I'll get a chance. I'll make a chance. You make your chance, goddammit. Anyway, so Absolutely. back to this thing. Um, it, it, it was fine. The thing is, I noticed, yeah. I noticed that they uh, decreased it. To six episodes. I had the assumption, feeling, thought. Uh, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they said this previously that it was going to be l- more than that. Eight eight episodes. I think they hmm. said eight at ten minutes. I don't know. Some, somehow, I, somehow, I remember it being between an hour to an hour and a half long, altogether. Hmm. And now it's six episodes. So I'm assuming less than an hour. And you'll like it. And you like it, goddamn. This is what we're giving to you, and you'll like it. And I mean, at at, at that length, like who who's gonna pick up a, a forty-five minute to an hour thing like that? Unless split, it's split, at, unless split it's up in six a, episodes. Right, but maybe it's one of those. This is a proof of concept. Yeah, but we they're, did it. But they're looking for distribution partners. Well, maybe this is a way for them to go after another group of people i'm not sure it, it leaves me very head scratchy i mean may, for, maybe maybe for google crap, wants to, maybe google wants to put it on like youtube red yeah maybe i don't know if i would buy youtube red for that but hey you got you got to make money at the end of the day you have to make money think jason david frank gets paid nothing get out of here that's what i'm saying and I mean, they're n- nobody's a name actor, but you know when they made the announcements, I recognized the names. Like mm-hmm. the guy that plays Ninja goes an Arrow. Yeah, he was pretty absolutely. good as Deadshot. I like that. Yeah, for sure. I'm not poo-pooing all over it. Trust me. But can we go back to our conversation uh, at the con about Korean films? Yes. You give a Korean company the same actors they would be making that thing look like a blockbuster mm-hmm. they know how to work with no money oh yeah so i think there's just i don't like i said it's not them raising a bar it's me happening to lower a bar that's no, I, all i get that that's fine yeah that's what it's not that i don't want to support them i mean i i still will be their cheerleader happily mm-hmm. but you know, it's just you have to guide your own expectations. Right. I don't want to, but I know I have to. 
and I thought the other I thought the other panel was very close to their summit. Yeah, the second panel was a lot like the summit. There were um, some things that weren't mentioned at the summit. Mm. Um, more like expansions of the concepts mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. than anything else. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, there's nothing new in there. Um, but it, it was fine. And yeah, Elliot absolutely. Rahal is freaking hilarious. So what? It, like that made the the whole panel when he started talking, and I was like, yes, this guy should just do the whole panel by himself. Yeah, he should be. I, I understand he's a writer, but he should be doing marketing. Because that guy could sell you anything. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. He was awesome. He was awesome. Like, like I told you, him and Donny Cates should have a panel together. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. Or just a TV. Just give them a sitcom. Yeah. There I would you pay. Go. I would pay money to watch that sitcom. Yeah, them talking in a room. That's pretty much all I would need. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Inside the actor's studio, just inside those two's heads. That would be <laughs> that'd be good enough for me. Uh, but I yeah. just uh, I I like a lot of the stuff that Valiant's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just a little surprised. It doesn't feel like summer's coming. Does, if that makes any sense. You mean like, like in I terms of an event? Yeah. I, I don't feel like anything's a real, like, oh my gosh, that's a barn burner. Yes. Yeah, because their summer event is just a four issue mini. Yeah, and that's not really an event. That's true. You know, you know me. I, I want every book to be involved. I want it to be. Hey, how, how many times have we talked about the summer Marvel event books? Speaking of which, I don't know if you heard. Did you hear about that? Uh, no. Do tell. So, so there was. Remember, there was a the Secret Empire panel at C two E two. Yes, the that one I we wanted couldn't to go to. Yeah, the wall, the one that I wanted to go to, and then. But Ronnie didn't want to. Well, kind of. All right, so Ronnie ruined it for me. Yes. Well, Anyways. let's just blame. He's not on the. Hey, Martin, he's not on this podcast. Oh, let's just he... lump. Let's lump it onto him. All right, all right. So that a hole, Ronnie. Yeah, with the Marvel podcast. With the Marvel podcast, didn't want to go to any Marvel panels, any DC panels. I didn't plan very well and totally forgot about most of them. <laughs> anyway, well, your secretary—I mean, to be honest with you, your secretary forgot. That's true. Most of them. Ronnie, yeah. Ronnie has failed all podcasts. <laughs> That's going to be the episode I, title. I'll never blame you, Mark. Ah, the bell! The bell's back, baby. Anyways, um, I read an article about this. Apparently, so they had the Secret Empire panel, and at the end of the panel, I'm not going to spoil this, by the way, for anybody listening. What? Don't freak out. out. But I want to know. I'll tell you offline. But can't you just tell people to, like, scrub forward five minutes? Uh, Let me, all right, I'm going to set this up, and then you tell me if you want it. If you want it, then I'll do a spoiler warning. Oh, okay, good. All right. right. So the panel's over. At the end of the panel, they call, like, five people. Like, they pick five random people to come up with... You mean audience members? Audience members. Okay, okay, okay. They pick five random audience members to come up to the stage where they have a copy of Secret Empire number one. 
or zero. No, one. One. Um, and those people can read through the issue. There. Right there. On stage. So they don't get to take it with them. They don't get to take it with them, but they can read it on stage. Okay? You with me so far? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. People Can start... I tell you where I thought you were going to go with this? Do tell. I thought you were going to say, like they do at San Diego, I thought these five people were going to get whisked away and they were going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> Come on, that would be pretty kick-ass. Uh, that's hilarious. That that definitely, you know how they did that for, what was it? The Star Wars? Didn't J.J. Abrams take them all to like a concert, a classical concert with the movie playing? Is that right? Bro- yeah, I thought that was either last year or the year before. I mean, I don't doubt it, but yeah. All right. Okay. All right. But, all right okay, so let me continue. Right, so let me continue. All right. Yes. So these people are up on stage. Oh, they're re- they're reading this comic very intently. Yeah. Oh, I would be too. Okay, oh, I'm very so intently. Yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah. and then they get to the last page of the issue. Mm-hmm. And what happens, Nick? What do you think happens when they read this last page? Um, the dude who plays Thor comes out from the back. That would be amazing. You're on the right track, but no. But it's not. But it's not San Diego Comic Con. Why would he be in Chicago? People start gasping. <gasps> There's one guy that cries. Apparently, are you kidding me? One guy apparently takes the book and slams it on the table and walks off. <laughs> OMG. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, Legionnaires, fast forward three minutes if you don't want to hear the spoiler, but I have to hear the spoiler. It's probably not Started... going to be It's probably not even going to be that. All right. Well, All right, whatever. I'm going to do a countdown, and then you can skip fast forward 30 seconds. I think all, 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 the, all the players do that, right? 30-second fast forward skip? Yeah. There's like a signal button for everything, right? Absolutely. All right. In three, two, one... Hit that button. Captain America picks up Thor's hammer. Of course he can. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Out of everybody, he can. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Oh, my God. I think I just peed myself a little. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> Ronnie, why wouldn't you let us go to that? Well, you know, people are, people are mad because... He's a Nazi now, so he shouldn't be able to do it. You see what I mean? Who cares? <laughs> it's Captain America, yo. Uh, anyways, I think that was 30 seconds, right? Sure. Yeah. God, that's so good. Right? Yeah. It's stuff like that. But you know what? I hate to say it. Like, um, oh, what was the one? The one with the Beyonder. There can be only one. The, the oh god, what was the the one with the Beyonder the event? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Secret of no, that was a scroll. That's secret invasion. Yeah, that was a scroll. Uh, I don't know. Let me look it up. Let's go to DuckDuckGo. I might have to start going to DuckDuckGo. <laughs> I downloaded the app when you told me that. Did you really? Yep. 
Interesting. They uh they don't do any tracking. Oh, that is interesting. Secret Wars? No, that's no, not it. no, son. You know, who's the cheerleader for Secret Wars? I know. I'm trying to find it, bro. This guy over here. Uh 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 uh. And as people listening, and they're like, Oh, I'm God sure they're screaming. I'm sure they're screaming. It's I can't, I can't recall it. Who's it the know, one dude. where? Listen, where, listen. It says uh, here. It says here that Beyonder's first appearance was Secret Wars number one. Sure. It's got to be it. Battle War? No. Mm. I'm gonna find it. Oh, we I'm ain't getting off. We ain't getting off this call till I find this darn thing. I'm looking. I don't see it. Why don't I see it? I don't know. This is so dumb. Um, this is so dumb. Secret Wars, Fall of the Hulks, Secret Wars, Secret Wars, Secret Wars, Secret Wars 2. Uh, dude, that's all I'm seeing on here. Original Sin. Oh, that thing. Yeah. They play, hey, they were playing it like it was a dumb event. Come on. Yeah, that's the one that I never cared about. Oh, it was the worst. And I so was looking for... Come on, the concept with Bucky taking over for Fury. Mm-hmm. And then, fi- what was it? They They killed the Beyonder and took his eyes so they could see into... You know the different timelines and mm-hmm. see. Like I was like, how can that not be good? It wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't painful. Oh, that's hilarious. And I mean, unless somebody comes to me and like, dude, you have to reread it for this, this, and this. You can't just come to me and be like, you didn't understand that. Go reread it. It's like, nope, that will never convince me that I missed something. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> Um. The, oh, and right I, below that would be Avengers Standoff. Great concept. Oh, okay. Did you read that? The standoff about the the town. No, nope, 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 nope. Okay, it had such a great sci-fi concept, but holy mackerel, did it just get up its butt quick? Hey, since since we're on this and you brought it up, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you sort of brought it up. Did you sure. read? Oh, no, never mind. You're a trade guy. You should read what? Nick Fury number one. Ooh, okay. It just came out like a week or two ago. Fantastic. You know who writes it? No. You want to take a guess? Is it old Nick Fury or new Nick Fury? It's uh, new Nick Fury. Mm, okay. Um, kind of. Without ever looking up on my DuckDuckGo machine? Don't use your DuckDuckGo machine. Okay. It's, it's a um, writer that we... Uh, we really like. We've talked about quite a bit on this Nerd Legion podcast. Well, Lemire left Marvel, so it's not him. Interesting choice. Continue. Um, Jason Aaron writes everything. Never heard of him. But I don't think he's writing that because it seems like he's dropping every book in sight. <laughs> um, Zeb Wells? Dude, I'm going to tell you, you are so off right now. Yes. So off. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, James Robinson's writing it. 
Are you effing kidding me? Nope, I am serious. going out. I am buying that this weekend with my uh, XO Mana War number two. Because <laughs> I have to go anyway. Uh, Are you kidding me? No, I'm dead serious. Who drew it? Uh, ACO. I, I, I don't know if that's how they, you say his name. ACO. ACO, Aco, Ako. Never heard of him. He's done, uh, what was he doing? Um, Spider-Man? No, it wasn't Spider-Man. Midnighter. He did Midnighter. Oh, ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like the sound of that. Mm-hmm. And you read this. Dude. You're not just pimping it because it's James Robinson. Well, I mean, I am pimping it because it's James Robinson. I know, but he also wrote a horrible run of Fantastic Four, so, I mean, let's <laughs> slow the roll. No, th- this first issue was fantastic. There's, okay. like, tons of references to the... When was that other Nick Fury series out? Like, in the 70s? Yeah. The original one with yeah, Starenko? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Starenko one. Yeah, there's the a, LSD laced one. <laughs> yep. There's a ton of references to that. Oh, he's so good with that. If he's going back into the history, yep. this could be Starman Part 2. It could be. Oh. I will pick it. I am going, and I will. I will be supporting that. I will, I will tell you the first issue is. I like, might even it, put that on my pull list for just to let you know. It's a. It's like a casino heist. Oh, dude, are you serious? I'm dead serious. Because you know me, I love me a casino heist or any <laughs> type of like grift. <laughs> Father, fuck, are you serious? I'm or dead you just serious. Pulling my leg, dude. I'm dead serious. Is Nick Fury flying around in a jetpack? Nope. Damn, that would be... I mean, I would have... I, I might have just popped popped a nut <laughs> if you would have said, yeah, he has his backpack on, too. Boop. <laughs> bloop, bloop. <sighs> oh, that sounds so good. Why aren't, why aren't my... Why aren't my guys that do the fantastic... Marvel podcast for the Nerdy Legion Network. Why aren't they pimping this? I don't know. Giving me the heads up. I'm going to send him a message. You got to crack the whip over there. I'm telling you. Because I ain't blaming Jack. I'm blaming Ronnie. It's always Ronnie's fault. We know that. Hey, quick question for you. If I buy this, will I also get the digital code for it? Um, I don't know because I got it on Comixology. Okay. Just curious. I, I think they're doing them again, no? Well, I was listening to some podcasts, and they said that uh, DC is charging an extra dollar for the comic. Yes. Now, because it includes the digital code, but then they also raised the digital code price a dollar. Yeah, the digital code price a dollar. They didn't raise the price on all the books. Well, they raised the price on. in some of the books on the monthly books. The bi-weekly books are still two ninety nine. Come on, what? Digital should be cheaper. I'm not the same. Give me a break. You. Give me a break. Digital should be like one ninety nine. Well, I mean, they got to make money. All right, Nick. Seriously, but but when you talk to a publisher, and I'm not going to name names. And he throw and I ask him point blank about digital, and he throws out, "Well, that's only about twenty percent of our reading base." It's like you know what? If you would offer those comics at a buck cheaper, 
And even if you strip out all the extras, like any of the Brubaker image stuff where he's like, hey, if you want my columns and, you know, what I listened to while I was reading, while I was writing this, and all this extra artwork like Rucka and Brubaker do for image, Mm -hmm. we're going to strip all this out so it's only available in the trade in physical form. And we're going to price that a dollar cheaper. I'm pretty sure your reading base would not be at twenty percent. He did, did yeah. We, we did hear about that other one though. That's quite a bit higher than twenty percent. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, here's the thing, Nick. All right, so Comicsology is owned by Amazon. So my assumption is Comicsology is taking thirty percent cut, right? Thirty percent standard. I I would assume at least twenty five. Okay, at least all right. That that's a better number. That's that's a that's a a nice even number. I mean, twenty five is not an even number, but you know what I mean. Sure. Um. So if a comic is two bucks, they would get fifty cents. Mm-hmm. So, from my understanding, when a, a, a publisher sells a book to a shop. I mean, the shop's paying between a dollar fifty and two dollars for a comic. So they they pay like half. They're yeah, they're paying half of cover price or less. Right, right. So that's what I'm saying. You sell the digital copies for two bucks. You're making the same profit. You see what I'm saying? And who is not going to buy a two dollar comic? I totally see what you're saying, but let's not forget that the publisher that we just talked to that referenced the 20% that they just came from a retailer convention. And I guarantee you it would be just like video games initially. Like are you do you really want to poo-poo all of these retailers? Because you're not Marvel and you're not DC. Mm. So it wouldn't be too tough for a retailer just to be like, no, we're not ordering that line of books. Sorry. Or they only order the top selling one that they know that they can push out the door quick. Sure. But this other publisher that we know. And again, we're not naming names. No, we are not. Where the number was much higher than that. Mm-hmm. I believe it was 45%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, does it really matter? I wouldn't think so. But uh, I, I think it's just like digital gaming. Like, who's going to be the first person to do it? Who's going to be the Steam? Hmm that completely goes against it and like how many people are buying PC games now no you go on to Steam and you buy a game it's okay just wait till uh, DC has their unlimited DC yeah. unlimited that's going to be a game changer especially if it's through Amazon mm-hmm. now can you also see it which I'm shocked that it hasn't done this yet can you also see it <sighs> wow and I just blew my mind even coming up with this Um, I was about to say, could you see once Amazon dips their toe with DC into a subscription service, what if DC just comes and says, 
yeah, we're doing a subscription service, but it's only available on your Kindle. Yeah, I don't know about that. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they want to fence that in? And Kindles are getting pretty cheap. Like, I'd be pissed. They are. I'd be pissed, but that's a good... Or, the thing that blew my mind, what if Amazon said exactly what we're talking about? If you buy the book and read it on your Kindle, you know, they'd have to make it some form of DRM. But you buy it and read it on on the Kindle, we'll give you a dollar off. Like, anything that you buy for that Kindle, you get a dollar off. Or whatever it is, 25% off. Mm -hmm. Like, they could do that. And then guess how many more Kindles would they be selling? I wouldn't be reading anything off my iPad. Hmm. Bye-bye, iPad. Like, throw that right into the garbage. Open up the door, throw it into the street. Because I don't use it that much. I use it to read comics. <laughs> How many games am I playing off this dumb thing, other than a Collect 3 bullshit game? Yeah, you Not too much. But why wouldn't you, if you were Amazon, why wouldn't you want to make those extra ducats? But you're right. The game changer, the first step is here comes DC Unlimited. Amazon presents DC Unlimited. They put that out right before Christmas. That's a little far, bro. I don't know about that. Hey, they put that out right before Christmas. That's going on how many of your buddies' Christmas lists right there. Boop. Here you go. I, I got a good one for you. You ready? Sure. Join Amazon Prime. Get free six months of DC Unlimited. Ooh. Boom, done. Game over. That would be. Even, and I hate to say it, like, I'm a big Twitch guy, and I have yet to use my Amazon Prime free membership to go and support some one of these channels. I, I, I do, but here's the problem with that. You have to resub every month. Yes, and that's a hurdle, but I feel like I should be doing that for the people that I should be supporting. Mm-hmm. But it's enough of a hurdle for me just to be like, meh. I don't want to resub. Yeah, I know. Just just let me sub and leave me alone. Yeah, just let me auto-do that. Or at least send me an email when the damn sub's going <laughs> to Exactly. Expire. Anyway. But honestly, I, I can see this being Steam. Their version of Steam. If they really want to be like... Because you think Amazon could care less about the retailers. No, they don't care. Right, so why not put that power put that power play in? Mm-hmm. Oh, and you're right; it would be a game changer. Mm-hmm. Marvel might be ahead right now, but shoot, if you could look down the road and see where Marvel was and then where where they are now, mm-hmm. you'd assume DC would be doing the same thing, if not better, because they they watched all the growing pains that Marvel and Dark Horse and everyone else went through. Right. And they're sort of dipping their toe in the water right now with Comixology Unlimited. Mm-hmm. So. Which is not good. Oh, no. No, it is not. <laughs> <coughs> Anyways. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. God, it'd be so good. It'd be so good. Dude, I would be all... O- I mean, I trade weight anyway, so Marvel Unlimited is like, duh. Yeah. And the only reason that I haven't been doing it as of yet to pull the trigger, because I know a sale's coming. 
and I just do not want to pull an Aaron Bell, pull the trigger right now, and then, or, or sorry, a Ronnie. I take that back, a Ronnie. Pull the trigger now, and then two weeks later, here comes the sale. It's like, darn it. Mm. You know, the problem, though, is... Um, so for one of these services, like, what do you think a good price would be? Most people would say 10 to 15 bucks a month. I would say that is way too undervaluing what they bring to the table. But if you do it any higher, nobody's going to subscribe. I mean, um, let me rephrase. Much fewer people will subscribe because everyone's used to 9.99, 14.99. You see what I'm saying? Like I pay 14.99 for HBO subscription. Mm-hmm. I don't use it enough, but it seems still kind of worth it. Right? Because like if I were to go rent whatever's on there or buy it, it would cost me a lot more. Right? So 15 True. seems okay. But if it were like 20 bucks, I wouldn't do it, even though I'm sure I get more than $20 worth of value out of it. Same with DC. So like if I'm reading, let's say, 20, 25 DC books, which might be right. I don't even know. Um, I mean, at what, three bucks a month or three bucks? So that's at least 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Some of those are twice a month. So it's even more than that. And some books mm-hmm. are three ninety nine, so I mean it's got to be a hundred bucks, right? At least. Mm-hmm. But I'm anything over fifteen, that would seem too much for me. Because it's a subscription. You see what I'm saying? Like somehow that makes it seem to me like it should be a lot cheaper than what I would pay otherwise. Um. Hmm. Last fall, I got the NFL Network, mm-hmm. and I and I could have bought it at one price point per month, or I would get a discount of thirty percent if I bought the entire year, even though football is over by February. Sure, but the discount was so much that it pretty much brought me to January, and the rest of the year is just icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. So that's why I gave them $99 when I purchased it. Mm-hmm. And I think if they did that, because how many people are going to buy a comic book unlimited service and go month to month? Most people would just be like, I'm going to auto renew that and I'm doing it every year. Mm-hmm. Now, how much could you get away with charging? Mm-hmm. Like, where's Marvel at now? 59 a year? Um, that's probably about right. I don't even know. Is that right around the right? But also, you're trade waiting on that surface, which is fine. So what? So what if you could get the comic book, a brand new comic book, before the next one comes out? So biweekly, you'd be getting them two weeks later. Monthly, you'd be getting them four weeks later. Okay. So not six months four months or one month or two weeks but then that service is i'm just throwing out what instead of 69.99 a year that service is 129 dollars okay 
but you're getting them per that year. much quicker per year. Okay. So of course the monthly fee would be ungodly amount. Sure. That would just be so much more that one twenty nine you're saving, let's say, forty percent by getting it that way. Okay. So that would make it, let's say, twenty five a month. Twenty five a month or a hundred and whatever it is, hundred and twenty nine. Yeah. For for the entire year, so that's a value add right there, as well as getting stuff. So you're only behind the water cooler talk for two weeks or a month. Okay. A lot better than six months. Because for me, I that's what I would look at. Because I would want, like you, you going through what comic books you are reading. I would want to read everything if it's available. And sure, I'll drop stuff. I mean, if it's garbage, it's garbage. I'll drop it. Mm-hmm. But it'd be a lot easier for me to be like, well, shoot, they're doing 52 comic books in a month. Even if I dropped six of them, that's still 48 comic books mm-hmm. for $130. Right. Because I, and I mean, I don't know how you are. For me to go on to eBay and sell anything, even if it was like, oh my god, that comic's worth, you know, 30 bucks. It ain't worth my time and effort. I hate that com- eBay. That comic book better be worth 80 to 100 bucks to make it worth my while. Because mm-hmm. eBay just effing sucks. Yep. So, I don't mind paying. Like, even if they, they have 50 comic, if DC has 50 comic books a month. Mm-hmm. Average price three bucks, and then let's just say you divide that by fifty percent. It's it's a dollar fifty per issue times fifty, whatever that makes it out, and that's the price per month. Mm-hmm. That would be worth it for me because a dollar fifty is getting real close to being ninety nine cents an issue, and I have to wait six to eight months before all of a sudden that comic book is on sale through comiXology for 99 cents. Hmm. Like I would pull the trigger on that, but it's the six months that's sort of at this point, it's like I'm waiting for that sale. When I get the sale, it's exciting. Cause then I'll have that whole back catalog to read, but I'm not buying Marvel unlimited for the brand new stuff. I'm buying it for the old stuff that I can get. And then the bonus is the six month old stuff. Mm hmm. Because at that point, I can get that stuff from the library. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't need to own it. And, I mean, people that are like, yeah, but the price of a digital file is a lot cheaper than the physical comic book. It's like, well, yeah, but I don't want the physical comic book. If I could read it and then just, like, walk next door and hand it to my neighbor and be like, here you go, enjoy, that's... That would be the ideal situation for me. I don't want to have the physical media. Right. Hmm. First world problems. You're absolutely right. It's tough. It's tough. But it would be damn exciting if if all of a sudden Amazon became a player like Steam. It would be so exciting. Just to have that game changer. Yeah, because then then all of the all of the publishers would do exactly the same, and even the smaller independent publishers would be like, "Hey, look, DC's already doing it. I can't, you know, I gotta follow suit. It isn't me; it's them." But if the smaller publishers stepped out first, 
Ooh, I I could just see them being crushed by retail. Mm-hmm. So they can't do it. Yeah, it's going to be tougher and tougher for retailers, to be honest with you. I would agree. Yep. And I want to support them. Oh, sure. But I... <laughs> Is there any way I can go into your store and buy a Comixology gift card? Nope. And that and that's how I buy my Comixology. I will happily do that. <laughs> Whenever I get a digital code, they ask me... What store did you buy that comic book from? On Marvel.com. And yeah. I always tell them. Do they get a little kickback for that? I don't know. I have no clue. I don't think so. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. No, no, one want, no one wants to open up that Pandora's box and actually tell you, like, percentage numbers. You're right. <laughs> Which is very bizarre. But, hey, I worked eight ten years in the record you know in a record store Mm -hmm. and and it was right when i saw all of the best buys pop up and crush all the mom and pop record stores yeah and then five years later oh here comes digital files and drm and everyone's like ah we're not gonna deal with that and guess what who even talk to any eight-year-old and ask them what a record store is. No clue. <laughs> so that's how quickly it can shift. Oh, hilarious. Oh, what is this? Do they finally want a podcast uh, 45 minutes later? No, I'm looking at the cover of the new previews. Oh. It's a Wallstorm cover. Oh. Got a Midnighter, uh, Fairchild from Gen 13. And I can't remember the fire guy's name. It's got What Works on it, uh, Spartan from Wildcats. And I can't remember this chick's name. Oh well. Hey, did did that issue two come out? Of Wildstorm. Uh, yeah, issue three came out today. Oh wow! How am I so far behind? <laughs> But that's scary, dude. I have yet to hear anyone on any of my podcasts even bring up issue two. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So that is telling me how popular and how many of those are selling. Uh, Let me look at uh, sales and see what it says. Let's see. Monthly sales. March. Let's see. Let's just do wild. I would like to see the comparison between one and two. How dramatic is that drop off? Uh, Am I on the wrong page? Ah, here it is. Okay. Wild storm. Wild. Alright, so issue two did 34,000. Let's see what issue one did. Issue one did forty-nine thousand. That's actually not that That's bad. That's not too off. bad. Mm-mm. That's really not too bad. Did they have any goofy incentive cover? Yeah, Jay Lee was doing those fashion covers. Remember? That's right. 
Yeah. The grifter just, one is the grifter one is Justin Bieber. Oh God. You didn't know that? <laughs> it was the. I uh, don't even know if I saw it. What is it? The Gucci ad, I think that Justin Bieber did. <laughs> yeah, he used that, and it's grifter. Same pose, except it's grifter. I might have to go this weekend pick up my XL special edition. Yeah, buddy, that came out today too. Right. Mm-hmm. I got a few things. I got a few things to pick up. You know. Oh, I'm I'm back in the comic book store. Everyone. I I haven't even read that book yet. Well, that's. I haven't read book. anything yet. Let's just get that straight. I I thought you were reading comics before I before calling me. Yeah, after that's what you comics. said. Oh, okay. From from like two weeks ago. Ooh, okay. I'm behind, dude. I'm behind. Same here, dude. Can I can I give you a woe is me bit right now? Sure. Monday, the brother in law comes over. Uh-oh. We're getting a new couch Saturday. Mm-hmm. So he comes over. He's going out of town. So the only day he can help, which I really trust me, I'm not bagging on him huge help to help me bring out the sectional couch to the garage Mm -hmm. uh and the wife and i are like let's just get it out and then you know set we're all ready for saturday everything's clean not realizing hey dum-dum what are you gonna be sitting on to watch tv Because there's no couch, there's no chair, there's nothing. Wow. I should take a picture. It looks like we are in a drug den. <laughs> we have we have two like fold out chairs mm-hmm. in in the center of our family room, and then we brought in the four couch cushions that we tried to use to lay down on, mm-hmm. and they were just god awful. Mm. I'm telling you, it looks like a heroin den in here. <laughs> so for me to find anywhere when I get home, I just, I love to go like horizontal. Like after sitting in a stupid chair all that's day, like that's big. Thank you. That is all I want to do. And I can't. So this entire week has been me dying to read comics. And I've read maybe two pages. Because I'm just in such discomfort that I'm like, eh, I might as well go to bed. Yeah, I totally get that. <laughs> I get that. Which isn't bad, because I think last night, I think I was like, I'm just going to go to bed. F it. I was so pissed. <laughs> and it was like 8.40. I was like, oh, this is the best. <laughs> Must be nice. Dude, it was so nice. Must be nice. So trust me, I complained, but it was so nice. <laughs> no, that's funny. You ready to wrap this up, Nicholas? Yes. Uh, I'm going to be putting out the, what do they call it? Open bar? Yes. Yeah. So after Saturday night, after C2E2, we went to Lakeshore Cafe. That is correct. And uh, Mm. we met Mm -hmm. met Jesse. And uh, Mm -hmm. Jesse, Jesse the bartender. My my girl, <laughs> and, my girl. Uh, apparently, there's going to be a, a special intro song on this episode for you, Nick. Oh, oh man, I think I know what it is. <laughs> you might know what it is. Anyways, afterwards, Duan and Ronnie and myself. Actually, Adam was there when we got back to the room. He had just gotten there. 
Nice. Um, so we, re- we recorded an open bar. I don't know how it turned out yet. We'll Uh-oh. see. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I, I sent it to uh, super producer Michael Sparkman to edit. Then, then everything's a okay. We'll, we'll sure see. Scrubbed it, scrubbed it sorta clean. I don't, I don't even, I don't even know what was said. I don't even know what was said. I was so, so tired. What? I passed out. There's a meme of me right now, passed out on the bed. It's the best meme. It's the best meme. And th- and thanks to your younger brother. He for is the best at making memes. Tag. He makes oh, the, the bigliest memes. <sighs> They're so he knows huge. You too well. Okay. Too well. He need he needs to put him on T-shirts. We should contact Gina. <laughs> Gina can make the best shirts. Oh wait, no, we can't do that. We can't do that, Nick. You have to be made in the U.S. Right. We're not contacting Gina. Gina likes to manipulate their currency. Mm-hmm. China's a bunch of assholes. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to go to AlfieandMrBubbles.com for the bigliest comic. Bill Bomer is a handsome man. Thanks he, for the sponsorship. Thanks for the sponsorship. Go buy his comic, even though it's free. And if you don't subscribe to the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network, shame on you. Where you where you can get Open Bar, you should. You should. You can go to nerdlegion.com. Yeah. You, you can you can harass Nicholas and I. Yep. At Geek More, uh, at Geek More, see, yeah, one the twins like combined, that. one the twins combined. I need, I need to grab that before <laughs> someone else grabs it. It's our alias at Nick Wetmore at Geekvine at Nerd Legion. I don't know if at Alfie and Mister Bubbles is a thing, but it should be. Ooh, we should have a sponsor showdown. Who would win in a fight, Alfie and Mister Bubbles versus Doctor Bananas? Dun dun dun. Stay tuned for next episode as we dive deep into this mystery.